All right, we are less than two weeks away from the NHL trade deadline, and you have so many questions about what the Boston Bruins are going to do, and I am here to answer those today on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins Podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Wednesday, March 9th, and I want to thank you so, so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube. So please log on to your favorite podcast app, go to YouTube, smash that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy and watch. And uh, if you're on social media, you can follow along at ENC McLaren on Twitter and Instagram for my hockey tweets, dad jokes, lifelong Bruins fan, been covering this team formally for various outlets for 17 years. And you can also follow at Locked NHL Bruins for all the latest on the black and gold. Uh, last week on the Locked On Network, we were third in terms of the highest engagement per fan on social media and the highest percentage of follower increase. So thank you so much for following at Locked NHL Bruins. Uh, yeah, it really means a lot. And speaking of Locked NHL Bruins, I put a call on both the Twitter account and the Instagram account for some mailbag questions. And you all responded with a bunch of great ones that I am going to answer on today's podcast. Uh, the Bruins were off yesterday following that disappointing overtime loss to the Los Angeles Kings, where they gave up the tying goal in the last minute. Charlie Coyle with uh, unfortunate turnover in overtime that led to uh, the game-winning goal by Andreas Athanasiu, uh, some concern in recent days about their propensity to give up those goals in the final minute. Uh, like I said on yesterday's podcast, uh, I think it's just a, a bit of a blip. In the two last week, they took penalties, which certainly didn't help. And then uh, against the King, just a matter of some bad puck luck. Let's get right to your questions because there's a bunch and I want to start with uh, at Jake Brower, who asks, what do you want the Bruins to get at the deadline? And what do you think they'll get, try to get at the deadline? Well, I do believe that Don Sweeney is going to be active at the trade deadline. As a reminder, the deadline is set for March 21st. 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, that is a Monday afternoon. And uh, between now and then, be all over the various trade 
rumors, reports, and actual news that comes out. I do want to give a bit of a caveat before we start. Uh, I did work for five years at The Score up here in Toronto, which is one of the most popular sports apps. And as a news editor, we had it, you know, kind of ingrained into us that there are a handful of NHL insiders that you can trust to create a story around or report around. And it's only a report until the team's uh, confirm the news or it remains a report in that instance. So say Elliot Friedman comes out and says the Bruins are believed to be sending Jake to to team X. You would frame that as report Bruins trading to Brooks to to whoever for whatever. And then once the teams confirm it, then it's an official news story it's it's confirmed now again there's only a handful of insiders to whom those reports would be credited and written up we got elliot friedman bob mckenzie back in the day you know darren drager chris johnston pierre lebrun frank saravelli perhaps and uh i don't know that's probably pretty much it. Now there are some local people who are more plugged in, but at the same time, you know, it's those big guns that you want to rely on. So just um, be wary of various reports, rumors that are coming out and uh, not investing too much in, you know, someone saying this could happen and believing it's going to happen. Anyways, back to Jake's question. What do you want the Bruins to get at the deadline? What do you think they'll get, try to get at the deadline? I do think they're going to look for some help on defense. And I do think they will try to add some depth up front or some scoring up front, especially if Jake DeBrusque is on the way out. You know, he has been filling in or playing on the top line with Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron playing very well, albeit on his off wing. Um, I don't know if it's ideal to keep him up there full time heading into the playoffs. And of course, there's that trade request. So it's likely that he won't be around for the postseason unless they decide to keep him as an internal rental, um, in which case do they roll with the current forward lines? That's possible, but I'm of the mind that you don't want Jake DeBrusque here for the playoffs. It's a guy who doesn't want to be a Boston Bruin. It's a potential distraction. He's incredibly streaky. If he goes cold in the playoffs, that's obviously a problem. And you just want guys who are want to be members of the Boston Bruins. So at the end of the day, I think they'll try to get some help on defense, and I think they will try to add a a scoring winger to play with Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron. Now, there was a report 
again, going back to the reports, Pierre Lebrun, TSN of The Athletic, saying that um, Jacob Middleton of the San Jose Sharks is drawing sizable interest. Tampa Bay, Boston, and St. Louis are among the teams interested. Middleton is a big boy. He's six foot three, 210 pounds. He has played 39 games for San Jose this season, three goals, eight points, 62 penalty minutes. He did uh, drop the gloves with Trent Frederick a couple months ago. Uh, restricted free agent following the season, so the Bruins could potentially retain his services beyond uh, this season's stretch of games. Now, Jacob Middleton, he was a seventh-round pick back in 2014. He came up through the OHL, primarily with the Ottawa 67s. Not really a offensive contributor, but again, he's a big body, kind of a you know, shut down, more physical uh, defenseman and shouldn't come at that high of a cost. Uh, Averaging over 18 minutes of ice time for the Sharks. Um, Not really a top four guy, but he could play in uh, the bottom six. Now, having said that, there's a lot of talk about the Bruins adding a physical shut down left-hand guy. In my mind, they already did that in Derek Forbort. Uh, you know, he's 6'4", 220 pounds. He's got 10 points this season in 53 games. Can hit, can drop the gloves. So, seems a bit redundant to add at that position. And we'll talk a bit when we answer another question about who they might uh, or what they might target as well. But thank you for that question, Uh and before we get to some more, a quick word about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. And if you haven't tried their puffs, you're missing out. Uh, puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, obviously. Not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors like cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, all covered in 100% chocolate, but they're low calorie, high protein. Uh, You can replace your candy bars with these as a healthy snack alternative. They also give you an energy boost to get through uh, your day. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make their bars delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Most Built Bars contain about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. I want to thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube. Uh, As your second listen, please check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local reporters, free and available wherever you get podcasts. 
All right, let's zip through some of these other questions. Nick Godin at Flying Or asked, as we get closer to the trade deadline, what do you think is the biggest necessity for the Bruins? Acquiring a shutdown defenseman or acquiring another goal scorer or both? Uh, again, to kind of piggyback off the last question, I do think they need to add a goal scorer. I do think, I don't know if they need a shutdown defenseman per se. I've been saying all along they should look at the right side of the blue line instead of the left side. You already have Grizzlick, Riley, Forbort, Vakaninen. Looks like he is getting healthier and could be back soon. Uh, Jack Hashan has looked very, very good in limited time this season. On the right side, you have Charlie McAvoy, Brandon Carlo, and then the depth falls off pretty quick. You know, Connor Clifton, Brady Lyle. Uh, you have some guys who on the left side who could play on the right side. Uh, but I do think they should look at, if you're not going to add like a top flight left-hand defenseman to push some of those guys down the depth chart, uh, then you should look at the right side. And again, I do think they should acquire another goal scorer. You can never have too many scorers in the lineup. And even if, um, Jake DeBrusque is not traded. I would still like to see that happen. I'm not convinced because of how streaky he can be that Jake DeBrusque is the answer on the top line, although he has been uh, very good uh, as of late. I would still like to see them pick up a second line center, but that might be something that they look at in the off season, you know, Thomas Hurdle's name is out there. He is reportedly still looking at potentially re-signing with the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Eric Hala has played very well in that role, but you could easily bump him to the third line to play with uh, Coyle and Smith. I think that could be a pretty effective trio, you know, Trent Frederick, Coyle, Smith, the Oceans line has been uh, getting some production lately, not necessarily the best defensive trio. Uh, so Howell, I think, could really stabilize that third line as well. Lauren Campbell, host of the Locked On Red Sox podcast, asks, Darren Drager said the Bruins are among eight teams seriously in the chase for Jacob Chikrin. Do you think he'd be a good fit for Boston? And what do you think a trade package looks like to acquire him? Obviously, yes, I do think he would be a very attractive uh, pickup for the Boston Bruins for a number of reasons. Back when he was drafted in uh, 2016, I was very high on Jacob Chicker, and I was hoping that the Bruins would uh, pick him in that draft, you know, I wasn't as familiar with Charlie McAvoy at the time as I was with Chikrin being up here in Ontario, watching him play uh, for Canada for the Sarnia sting. Um, the other thing that is really appealing is that his contract is incredibly team friendly, $4.6 million cap hit over uh, the next 
uh, three seasons through 2025. You know, his defense may not be elite. (laughs) He did score 18 goals, 41 points last season for the Coyotes. Fallen off this season, but, you know, pair him with Charlie McAvoy, and that could be a very uh, dynamic duo on the top pair for the Boston Bruins. What would it take to get him? Well, probably a lot. You know, a first-round pick, I would imagine. Uh, I'm sure they would ask for Fabian Lysel and or Mason Lorai. Perhaps Yerhovac Anainen, Jack Stanika, Jake DeBrusque. Those are all potential pieces. If the Bruins could trade, say, a first, Vakaninen, Stanika, DeBrusque, and get Phil Kessel in that trade, I think uh, that could be something that they that they look at. But Chikrin is going to be very expensive. There's a lot of interest in him. Uh, the Bruins are, like Lauren said, one of eight teams interested, and it's going to take a lot to get him out of Arizona. I'm quite befuddled as to why they would do that in the first place. Uh, you know, they still have to field the team for next year. Uh, so they'd be looking for some, yeah, guys who are close to NHL ready, if not already in the NHL, as well as prospect and probably some high draft picks. Speaking of Phil Kessel, uh, Rick City asks, how great is Phil Kessel? To me, very great. Uh, fun story last night. He's on a, an Ironman streak at the moment. Uh, the Coyotes, he came out for one shift against the Detroit Red Wings, and then the Coyotes uh, put him on their jet, sent him home to attend the birth of his child, which is pretty cool. I am very high on Phil Kessel, bringing him back to the Boston Bruins. You know, he was drafted by the Bruins back in the day, uh, fifth overall, I believe. Uh, traded to the Maple Leafs. He went on to win a couple cups with the um, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, not quite the speed, perhaps, but he's, again, Ironman streak, very reliable, shoots with great uh, regularity. And I think it would be cool just to see him back in black and gold. Maybe he's not the best option out there at this point. Uh, would he be a downgrade from Jake DeBrusque on the top line? He plays on the right side, at least. That's a, a bonus. Uh, but I just think it would be really cool to get him back with the Boston Bruins. Uh, Becky at BHabs37 asks, what teams would you want to face most and least in the playoffs? It's going to be tough for the Boston Bruins either way. Like I said yesterday, they're in line to play either the Carolina Hurricanes, the Florida Panthers, or the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round as either the wildcard team or third in the Atlantic. Um, So it's going to be an uphill battle either way. Carolina, Frederick Anderson and net, the Bruins have had success against him in the playoffs in the past. Uh, You know, Tampa Bay, not as deep as they were when they won the Cup the last two seasons, having lost 
uh, Blake Coleman, Barkley Goodrow. But they still have Andre Vasilevsky, who's arguably the best goalie in the world. Uh, the Florida Panthers, amazing in the regular season. Uh, they have yet to get it done in the playoffs. Sergei Bobrovsky has played well this season, but you know he can always be a bit leaky. Uh, I mean, once you get in the playoffs, it's such a crapshoot. Anything can happen. There's no easy um, out among any of these teams. So, you know, Godspeed once you get in there, and uh, we'll see what happens. Before I get to some more questions, thank you so much again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. Be sure to check out the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, hosted by Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone, one of my old colleagues from The Score. They help you become experts of your fantasy league, free and available wherever you get podcasts. Dr. Bobby Gagnon at 58 Les Paul asks, Decent chance... 74 doesn't get traded. I think there is a chance he doesn't get traded. Again, he has been playing very well recently on the top line with Marshan Bergeron. Some of the best, his best hockey of the season came on that road trip um, out west. But again, he is a very up and down player. And if he goes cold, then that's certainly a problem. Right now, he's on pace for 22 goals, 14 assists uh, for 36 points on the season, uh, which, yeah, not uh, not awesome production for a guy who has top six aspirations. You know, the big uh, hindrance in trading Jake DeBrusque is his qualifying offer, which I believe is around $4.4 million. So a team acquiring him, you know, that's a, that's a stumbling block. You don't want to pay $4.4 million for a guy who's only going to get 36 points, to be honest. So we do know that his agent has been given permission to speak to other teams about a contract extension. If they can agree to something at a lesser number for next season, that will make it easier to trade him. But again, the team that his agent's talking to, they have to have something that the Bruins want in return. So I think there's a chance he doesn't get traded. Uh, for me, heading into the playoffs, you want guys who want to be Boston Bruins, who are going to give it their all. Not that DeBrusque won't bring that effort in order to like sabotage anything per, per se, but um, you want guys who want to be here. All the guys who signed in the offseason want to be here, want to be contributing members. Uh, DeBrusque, not that he has one foot out the door, but you know, he just doesn't want to be a Boston Bruin. And I want guys in the playoffs who want to be members of the black and gold. Joshua Earl at Joshua Earl six asks, I think Sweeney makes two trades this deadline. If you had to choose, what do you think they look like? Um, great question. I think, I don't know. I think 
like I said, with the Coyotes, you could perhaps make one trade and get what you need in Chikrin and Kessel. I wouldn't mind them getting a second-line center, like I said, Dylan Strome. If he's available from Chicago, I still think they could target him. Strome with Pasternak and Hall could be a very good trio. Put Hala with Coyle and um, Smith, and then you have the fourth line of Felino. Nosik and Lazar. I really do think they should look at, um, yeah, adding some depth on the left, or sorry, the right side of the blue line as well. In my mind, they're pretty well covered on the um, on the left side in terms of depth. I'd like to see them add something on uh, the right side. Now, could they go for um, more of uh, an uh, offensive-minded guy? As Garrett asks, uh, Garrett LC at MA Sadboy asks, if the Bruins are going to pursue a defenseman at the deadline, would you prefer a puck-moving guy in the vein of John Klingberg? or a stay-at-home physical guy in the vein of Josh Manson. For me, I would like to see them add a puck-moving guy, you know, kind of like a Connor Clifton. He's capable of moving the puck. He can be physical, just doesn't do it consistently. Uh, I think John Klingberg would be a great target. Damon Severson from the New Jersey Devils, as Scott McLaughlin of WEEI, uh added in my mentions the other day he would be a very attractive target um he's got one year left on his deal uh pk suban could be that guy although i know a lot of bruins fans would be reluctant to bring him in uh just because of the history there but i think you know he's an unrestricted free agent he will not be re-signed by the devils motivated to win a cup to get something decent on his next deal. And uh, I think he could be both that physical presence as well as um, a puck moving guy. Ideally you want get you someone who can do both as they say. Um, yeah. Again, I think you have, you already signed that kind of shutdown quote-unquote guy and Derek Forbort, unless someone on the left side is moving out, I think they're okay there. Someone on the right side, I think, would be would be better. Got a few questions on Instagram as well here to um, wrap things up. Uh, at unicorn underscore Betty, already kind of talked about DeBrusque. Risky trades, I'm not sure if... Uh, I will say this, Don Sweeney has a propensity in recent years to avoid rental situations. You know, Charlie Coyle, uh, Nick Ritchie, Andre Kasha. Uh, these were all guys who were brought in with term. Marcus Johansson, I guess, was an unrestricted free agent uh, who they were not able to sign. But it really seems as though... Sweeney is interested in bringing guys in who can 
remain with the club longer than a couple months. Reluctant to give up high-end assets for rentals, in other words. So unless it's Thomas Hurdle um, or, you know, a really high-end player, like I don't know if they would do that for Claude Giroux per se. Um, You want to know that, look back to, you know, 2018, they – Went after Rick Nash. He played well for the Bruins, but, you know, there's that uh, concussion history. He wasn't able to finish things out. Um, So they might be reluctant to do something like that once again. In other words, um, they want like a sure thing or someone who they can keep in the mix beyond this season. If they can get some assurance from hurdle that he would sign with them, then yeah, they would, they would go all out for him. I would think two quick ones to wrap up. Who's contender for next captain after Patrice Bergeron for me, it's well, could be Brad Marchand in the immediate future, but I think Charlie McAvoy is uh, the next long-term captain of the Boston Bruins uh, for sure. And finally, Unicorn Betty asks, will the Bruins continue with Allmark and Swayman next season? I believe that's the plan. Uh, Allmark signed for, you know, four years, $20 million. So he's around for three more seasons. Uh, I think next year with um, Jeremy Swayman still on his entry-level deal, They'll have this tandem together for under $6 million, which is exceptional. Uh, Things might change when Swayman becomes a restricted free agent in 2023. And uh, if he continues along this track, he'll be due for a very big increase in pay. Uh, So do they look to move on from Ulmark at that point? Who knows? But I think this will be the tandem for the balance of this season and at least for next. Thank you so much for sending in all these questions. Uh, it's been a while since had uh, yeah this money to answer, and I really do appreciate it. I know a lot of you are interested in what the Bruins are going to do leading up to the trade deadline, as am I. Uh, really so many options up in the air for the Boston Bruins. A few key areas of improvement. That could be targeted. Again, scoring winger, depth on defense, an impact defenseman will be great to move guys down. Uh, a right-handed shot, I think, in both situations would be preferable. And uh, second-line center, perhaps even first-line center, needs to be addressed uh, with the departure of David Krejci and with Patrice Bergeron, an unrestricted free agent this summer. but. We don't need to talk about that yet. Uh, Anyways, that's it for today's episode. A bit of a longer one, but so many questions to get through, and I feel like I sped through them. Hopefully I gave adequate answers there. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow to tee up the game against the Chicago Blackhawks, bring you all the latest on the black and gold here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Take care, friends.